Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 3 of Awkward Adventures of College Graduate. Uh, sorry if there's any issue <laughs> with audio. Um, you know, I decided to do something a little bit different, you know, try a different instrumental. Just because this is going to be a different episode that you're going to hear today. Um, basically today, um, what I'm talking about is my throwback as far as, you know, my freshman year of college. So the last two episodes, you know, just to give a recap on everything... You know, the first episode was the six-month mark, what it looks like outside of undergrad, basically being post-grad. That second episode was Ain't Too Proud, where y'all got a chance to meet my friend Osamui Wadia, and he talked about his experience from coming from an internship to basically, you know, talking about, like, his experience, you know, working different jobs outside of his major. And so this episode, instead of focusing, you know, just on that whole, you know, post-grad thing, I decided to do something a little bit different and talk about a throwback. Something I felt would be like really interesting, just to give you a little bit more of a background of myself. And what better thing than talk about freshman year <laughs> as a recent graduate? So it was four years ago <laughs> um, in August, August 15th, to be exact, that I, I started my journey at Lincoln University. But not too many of you know how I started off about that. So I figure I'll give you a little bit of background. So, excuse me, just a little bit of background. So um, my senior year, I, you know, I put in applications for different things. I did, I didn't do too bad on my PSAT. And part of, you know, you're doing your PSATs, you kind of get some, you know, uh, I want to say, I don't want to say commercials or like junk mail, but you get different schools reaching out to you to try to get you to apply there. So one of the schools um, that reached out to me was Albright, NYIT. Uh, I think NJIT reached out to me too, but that was probably after the fact. And so I would get all these different emails, you know, waiving my fee to apply and stuff like that. And I did a couple of those. But ultimately, how I felt when it came to going to school is, I had a couple of, I would say, dream schools or schools I really wanted to go to. The top of my list somehow (laughs) became Ohio State. I don't know why. I don't know how I found it, but I was just basically doing like a general search of, you know, my major biology or anything that kind of encompassed that. And I saw that Ohio State had like a really good microbiology program. And I I took a virtual tour. Granted, yes, virtual tour (laughs) of the university. And, you know... I loved it. I fell in love with it. I loved the library. The library was just beautiful. It was like three or four floors. It looked like it was a museum and a mall all in one. I saw um, I saw the campus, the greenery and different things like that. And I was automatically hooked. And I was like, this is my top school. This is my, my dream school if I had to pick one. And for the amount of money I would have been paying, it was <laughs> a dream. Um, so most of y'all probably know or you know, you may not know, depending on who's listening, I am the youngest of three children, um, you know, raised in a household with my mom, you know, single mom, shout out to her and my brothers. And so, you know, I am what I like to call change of life baby. So by the time I came, you know, along, my brothers had already been through college and stuff like that. And so, you know, my mom had did her best to put them through, you know, did what she had to do as far as loans and stuff like that to help them out. And so when it came time for me to go to school, you know, the situation was a little bit different, you know, financially. So I had to make some decisions when it came to schools and what I wanted to do. And I just knew I was like, if I want to go to school, you know how I want to go to school. 
I need to get a scholarship. That was my top priority. And um, so I applied to different schools, you know, within reason, because those fee <laughs> applications were not cheap. $55 here, $50 here, some were like $75. Some of them was really tripping, tripping, like, nah, <laughs> it was ridiculous. But like, you know, the money adds up. So one of the things I did, you know, to kind of, you know, get my bang for my buck is I applied to the Black Common app. And on the Black Common app was a school called Tugu. Another one of my schools that was like, I don't know how it became, I don't even know how I found Tugu or like how I looked it up, but I think I found the program. I found what the school was about and stuff like that. And I just fell in love with it. I was like, this is where I want to go to, you know, as HBCU and stuff like that. And it's all the way in Mississippi, so pretty far from Jersey. And um, I was just like convinced. I was like, yeah, that's probably going to be the school I go to if I go to HBCU and stuff like that. And then going to my other top school, which I was saying was my safety school. So oh, to put things in perspective, Ohio State was my dream school, like top school in essence. Tugu was my top HBCU, if I could put it that way. And then my top safety school, like I would, if I had to go to school in Jersey, I'd be fine with was the College of New Jersey. I was in a program when I was in middle school called College Preparatory um, Incentive Program. And we would always go on to these different tours for different schools in New Jersey. So we went to NGIT. I want to say, was it Rowan? I don't think it was Rowan. It was Princeton University. Wasn't impressed, honestly. <laughs> it's funny, you know, everybody, you know, Princeton's at Ivy and everything like that. And people are like, oh, my God, Princeton, you weren't impressed by it. It just was really older and kind of like, you know, creepy to me. Didn't really impress me, especially when I was in, you know, doing debate team in high school. Different story from different day. And then finally, you know, we got to go to college in Jersey and I just kind of fell in love with it. So I already knew the dorms weren't the best as freshmen, but I was like, I heard you can move up and stuff like that. And, you know, people were on the yard, you know, just throwing the Frisbee around and, you know, having fun. It seemed like the real quintessential, like, college experience, like something you would see in a movie and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, if I have to go to school in New Jersey, this is the school I want to go to. So <laughs> let me put things in perspective just to tell you how things kind of went down. So um, I applied to Ohio State. Got correspondence back. I got accepted in. Yay. Woohoo. Yeah, I was excited. Really excited. I got in my top school. Dream school. Mm. But when they sent the financial aid over, that was another thing. I want to say I got $500. I was probably more. It might have been more like 1500 or so. And like 500 for just some minority program or whatever. It was basically like their tuition is like $50,000 a year. They do like maybe like fifteen hundred. The most it max it probably was was like thirty five hundred at me, and expecting me to do something with that. And I was like, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. That's ridiculous. And like, I was disappointed because I was like, you know, in high school had a pretty pretty good GPA. I was in the top ten of my class. I want to say I was number eight or something like that. Six. I'm not. I can't remember exactly where I was at. But, like, my GPA was popping. <laughs> it really was. So I'm like, dang, y'all could have gave me money or whatever. Not thinking, you know, there's a lot of different smart kids and everything like that who are applying, who look like me, you know, trying to get into school. So Ohio State became a thought after that. So, you know, I apply. Um, and I, 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 you know, got correspondence from the College of New Jersey. Heard back from them. I got in, but in a weird way. So... 
basically they gave me provisional entrance into the school said i didn't get into the program the biology program was full however i could go into the chemistry program there wasn't a way in all <laughs> there, there was no way i was doing that took i had took chemistry my my sophomore year of high school and stuff like that and i was just like chemistry's not for me <laughs> it's not happening it's not what i'm about to do for four years and they said you know oh there's a slight possibility you can reapply and try to get into biology program nah wasn't taking that chance because knowing my type of luck my dumb luck probably would have been stuck in a chemistry major for four years just miserable you know for all you people who are chemistry majors you know y'all got it y'all are amazing people it just never clicked for me just that's not my ministry <laughs> you know like you got church you know some people can sing some people can dance some people can speak you know chemistry would probably be the the singing and you know that's not my ministry <laughs> right there um ultimately so moving on from that um kind of disappointed about that one really because I was I I had put some thought into really possibly going to school in New Jersey and it, you know it kind of hurt um finally you know I had did the HBCU you know the Black Common App as my like safety school it was like $35 37 schools or something you applied to there were schools like FAMU on there I, I think there was Tuskegee Xavier Tugu was of course on there Virginia State Virginia Union Wilberforce Central um, state, all these different schools, only $35. And you get like this, like, you know, this one application, all you have to do is do that. And so did the application, and, you know, at this point in time, I knew the importance of HBCUs and both my brothers, that went to HBCU. So I knew the experience and I wanted that, but I wasn't thinking ultimately, like, you know, I never was one of those people, like anytime someone pointed out, oh, HBCUs are party schools. And I told them about the school I was going to, I would say, you know, Hey, that's not really the case. Any school's a party school. If you're talking about it, and looking back in retrospect, <laughs> Lincoln has never gotten down how Ohio State got down. There's no nothing against them, but like, you know, when they win their football game or they win their national, you know, they're they're when final not finals, when playoffs come and stuff like that, they party and it gets wild and it gets destructive. At Lincoln, you know, the most we have, you know, pub might shut it down or whatever, but there's nothing comparable to that. So whenever I heard that excuse like, oh, HBCUs are party schools and stuff like that, and people tried to downplay them, I just wasn't feeling that. But I was just like, I don't know if this is, you know, what's for me at this point in time. I don't know if I want to go to an HBCU. Um, but I still did it because it was just like, you know, smart. And, you know, I knew that I would probably get a good amount of scholarship money with my GPA at HBCUs because I was like doing the research and stuff like that. So I did. So got a correspondence back from a couple of schools. You know, and outside of HBCUs, I'll call some of the safe schools, you know, it'd be like maybe 10000 here, 15000 here. You know, I got a decent amount from like, I'll say Xavier University, a decent amount from Tuskegee. Um, Virginia State was like, yeah, you know, you can apply to this program and stuff like that. And you're you're pretty eligible. We just need you to take the ACTs or take your SATs over again and we'll give you a full ride. I wasn't trying to do that again. I had done it twice already and yeah, nah. <laughs> so that was one that was put to the side until finally got a phone call one day. It was from Link University. Lincoln called me and they were like, hey, um, do you want us to look at your application? My first thought is, I did this application. <laughs> yes, please look at my application. I didn't just do it for no reason. So I kind of instantly caught an attitude. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and it was probably like during school time or something like that. 
And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll process your application and you'll hear back from us soon. So I didn't really think much of it. Granted, never really heard of Lincoln before that. So, you know, I get some correspondence, you know, later and I get a letter that said, hi, you know, congratulations. We're, we, um, we happily inform you that you've been accepted to Lincoln University. I'm like, okay, cool. Another acceptance letter. And then I looked at the financial aid letter and it's like, we are proud to um, offer you a full ride presidential scholarship. And immediately my eyes lit up because I was like, whoa, oh, y'all trying to give me, you're giving me good money. <laughs> and, you know, I was just happy. My mom was happy. My family was happy. It was just a blessing because, you know, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to way to school. That was my biggest thing. It's like, I ultimately going to school I was like I want to leave the state I didn't want to be in the same area my mom went to Rutgers you know which is a, a great school but for me Rutgers is like going down the street to school and stuff like that and so I wanted a different experience you know somewhere I could like learn a new environment go to a different state meet new people and different things like that not knowing college of course automatically you know shows you different type of people but I wanted something different so you know that was my biggest thing. I wanted to leave the state. And Lincoln gave me the opportunity. Uh, Lincoln, of course, being in PA, is maybe two and a half hours from where I live at in Jersey and stuff like that. But I I will say I wasn't quite sold on it. So um, first thing me and my mom said, like, we need to go here. We need to go visit to school. You know, it was only two and a half hours away. My mom was like, okay, I'm going to rent a car. You know, we'll just, <clears throat> you know, you'll take the day off from school or so. This is important, you know. And I'll take you there. We'll go up there. We'll visit. And so just to see what it's like. So um, we went up there. <laughs> we didn't even have like anybody like um, officially giving us a real tour. Because I had by the time I had got accepted and I had got the correspondence, I had probably just missed, I would say, Commitment Day or Lions Day. I don't, I don't remember the correct name for it. And so... It was actually spring fling time. My brother had known somebody, um, one of his frat brothers or knew somebody who was up there and, you know, they had a conversation. And so he had somebody show me on the tour of the school. And this dude was like, to this day, I can't remember his name. I have to ask my brother because I really want to thank him, like, for what he did for me as a, you know, as a high school student. Um, but dude, like, took me around. He was pretty popular. And, like, he, like, he he showed me the real of everything like that. He he had conversations with me. He was like, hey, you know, you got to stay focused while you're here. You know, you can get, you know, it's easy to get, you know, involved in this. You know, he told me the professors not to take and to take. Showed me to the science building. So I saw the science building before I even, you know, became a student. And, you know, he couldn't show me the dorms, of course, because that's, you know, its own thing. But he showed me like McCrary and I think I saw... I don't think I was able to get in Freddie. I think, no, I was able to see Freddie, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just like, automatically I knew, I was like, please put me in Freddie. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Love you. I know I was already in McCrary for like a year and a half or so, or three semesters. Um, <laughs> no offense to McCrary, but like at that point in time, the culture was different from when I was a freshman in McCrary than it was by the time I graduated and what was done by Mr. Harris, you know, changed the culture. And he was really doing his best, you know, but it just, it was different. And I spent time in McCrary, you know, and so there were good guys in McCrary and stuff like that, but it just wasn't where, you know, I foresaw myself at that time. Um, 
but you know, I took the tour. It was spring fling week, and like all I remember is everybody was so friendly there. You know, I remember the food not being that great, so I knew what I was getting myself into before I even came there. I was like, the food ain't this great. Even my mom was like, she's like, eh, this isn't that good. <laughs> I think it was like fried fish or something they had, and we were just like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> um, we I had smelled the mushrooms the first time up there. We thought it was a sewage issue, and I think the dude kind of laughed. He was like, "Nah, it's it's not that." He's like, "It's the mushrooms up here." And so my first thought was, "Ain't no way, ain't no how I'm about to deal with this for four years." And now, <laughs> if I don't now not smell the mushrooms, I'm like, "Eh, this, I don't smell Lincoln anymore." So um, you know, I'm kind of getting long winded now, but. I after by the time I ended that tour, I was like, I can see myself going here for four years. I felt comfortable. It was a small environment, a smaller school. I went to a smaller high school. My graduating class was 47 people. Yeah, 47 people. That's probably the amount of people some people had in their gym class. 47 people. Um, and so I was like, I want a school where I can not I'm not just a number. I can build, you know, real relationships with professors and they'll know my name. And, you know, I can go in their office and talk to them. And that's what I got at Lincoln, I can say, ultimately, at the end of the day. And so, um, still not convinced. I, I don't remember if this is before or after the tour. I talked to somebody from Plainfield who's an alumni um, of Lincoln University, you know, kind of grew up with her in church and stuff like that. And she talked about her experience at Lincoln and just how it was just, like, one of her best experiences. And, like, she, she doesn't regret it at all. And it was probably one of the best things she had did. And, you know, having that experience, having that tour that was really like impromptu um, and then talking to her and I was I was convinced Lincoln was the place for me so much that even after the fact I had got another scholarship offer from a school called Harris Stowe which is HBCU out in Missouri and you know they offered me more money more money probably better dorming because um, they had just recently went from being a school that was just really commuter to a, a full-length school where they had um a full-length school where they actually had, um, I guess, you know, they didn't have dorming. So they created brand new dorming, brand spanking new, which basically was like living in like um, apartment style living. Um, all this stuff even offered me like book money and stuff like that. And my ultimate thing with that, I was like, it was my wish. I was like, I'm getting out of New Jersey. But I just felt like, you know, being at Lincoln having a chance to experience that be there on the campus and stuff like that i was like this is this is where i need to be at this is where i really need to be you know it's not too far from me if anything ever happens it's two and a half hours away i can get home um when it comes to break time you know it's not going to be an issue um seeing both my brothers go away to school and them each respectively i'll say going to schools that were probably like over four hours away and just you know having to you know, get back and forth home and like how that can look and stuff like that. I, I had to make, I had to, you know, do some thinking about that too. And I was like, Lincoln is probably the perfect amount of distance. And it was different. It was a different environment that I felt like, you know, hey, I can really experience things here. So, you know, that was kind of more long than I was expecting. But, you know, talking about that and just like how I, um, you know, ended up coming to Lincoln and my background. Um, so, boom, we make it to August 15th. <laughs> 2015 and I'm at Lincoln so this is my first day my first impression and I have to say you know I really didn't have a, a negative perception of things it was just kind of like okay this is where I'm at 
I'll say, you know, it was probably more of like just the general things you get as a freshman. It's overwhelming. It's like, man, I'm really in school now. I'm in college. You know, my mom is gone. My brothers are gone. My family's gone. They not coming back. <laughs> Pick me up. Like, this is real. This is where goal time is. And, you know, I've always kind of been independent. So I kind of relished in that. So it wasn't bad for me. It was just the weirdest thing was just navigating, you know, campus those first couple of days especially during like transition week so um during that time you know of course at that time I was a lot more introverted and awkward and stuff like that it was just weird you know trying to to kind of um find myself within that you know find friends and stuff like that and so you know I already told you on the podcast before me and my roommate automatically clicked. We were cool, but, like, you know, during the day, you kind of got split up based off of your group. And so I had a pretty cool, you know, student leader. Um, to this day, I think she's one of the best people at Lincoln. You know, I'll, we don't really talk like that anymore, but I, I thank her for the opportunity she provided. She really is trying hard. She really is trying hard to, like, keep us together and really, like, you know, build a, a bond between us. Um, during that week, you know, I, I met a couple of people. I can't even say I didn't like it, but that I was cool with, you know. And I I I say they they definitely took me into Lincoln, you know, in more time. Um just thinking I can't even remember who my who's on my group like that. Um but meeting them and like hanging out with them and then hanging out with like, you know, Jeff and stuff like that. I think that kind of helped me get through that week. And so, you know, Going from that, like, I guess the first impression to finding my friends, um, that's actually how I found them. So that first week I had probably, um, so all of my, my four friends, what we call the black individuals, my, my four main group of friends like that I'm, I'm the closest with, you know, that'll, I'll go into like my other group of friends, like with in time and stuff like that as time goes on. Um, first, of course, Jeff was my roommate, that's self-explanatory. Um, movie I had actually seen around and like at first I you know he was always his friend he's like hey how's it going waving and stuff like that I'm like oh okay he's cool and like the weirdest thing and I think I've told him this um I was like you know I was just like I don't know what to think of him like not in a bad way like a judgy way it was just like I really don't know but I was like I feel like I just got an automatic feel something I'm like I'm probably gonna be friends with them and that happened with movie and that happened with Julian so movie um We'll come in a later story, but like Julian, I remember, um, we met probably at the freshman ball. That's the first time we all really spoke. I, I spoke with him, me and Jeff spoke to him. So met him at the freshman ball. Turns out he lived on the top floor of, you know, Freddie D. Shout out to Freddie D. Freshman dorm for life. <laughs> um, that was where I was. That That's what bought me up. Freddie D. Um, 2015. And so I met him there, we met him at the ball, and like, at first I didn't know what to make of Julian. Julian is just, like, a very big personality, like, you know, he's very, you know, he's very energetic and outgoing, and so, you know, I was like, okay, he's kind of cool, you know, I met him, and I, I was able to, you know, talk to him and have a conversation, and realize, like, he's really down to earth, and, like, I, I don't know if we talk about anime or something like that, or video games, but I was like, oh, like, oh, I was like, I, my thought was, okay, he's pretty cool. You know, probably hang out with him around sometime or whatever. So I'm at the freshman ball and I had that interaction with him. And um, we talked and I, I don't remember the next time I spoke to him. But I do remember probably at that point in time, I was very involved in the chapel. You know, I tried to go consistently because 
coming from college, you know, or not coming from college, coming from high school, going into college, you know, the one thing that was pretty consistent was my relationship with God. And so finding a chaplain, like going like, you guys have church here and I can be involved in stuff like that. And, you know, being involved in church at home, it, it gave me some type of solace and it was a blessing, you know, being able to go there and find a group that I, I needed. You know, and so actually that's how I really connected with Julian and Mui, you know, at the end of the day. We, you know, they came, they were there, you know, um, Julian was involved with the chapel. He did a lot within it, you know, he, of course, did praise dancing or more so the miming. Um, Mui was there for the dramatic, or not dramatic, drama ministry, excuse me, drama ministry. He was for the drama ministry um, at that time. And so that's how we all kind of met. You know, we were under the leadership of of um of Marcus and we met there and so we were doing this different plays and we were talking and stuff like that and eventually we started hanging out. We were like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, you're interested in Zoom. We were like, we all came to the realization, oh, we all live on the same floor. Dumb us. <laughs> and we were, you know, kind of putting two and two together. And um, I think what really solidified our friendship together all four of us was a night that we had rehearsal or something like that. And at this point in time, um, Jeff wasn't necessarily in the drama ministry. He didn't really help out with it. He ended up becoming stage crew and like being like phenomenal later on. But we all had like rehearsal and stuff like that. And our rehearsal was like, I think it was over early that night. It was like six days or something like that, but it ended early for whatever reason. Um, so we, we decided, you know, I was like, okay, why don't we all hang out tonight? And we ended up going to Julian's room and we played video games and so like Joanne had his Wii U at that point in time and we played Smash Brothers. And like when I tell you that was probably one of the most fun and latest times of my freshman year, I just enjoyed it. So like we just we're playing and stuff like that. We're we're terrible, like we're just not really you know, I think Julian was killing us. Like he, he was on point, like I I probably was like in third or so. I think Jeff was like second Mui didn't have the right control, so it was kind of rough for him. And like, but we're having fun. And like, I'll say eight o'clock became ten o'clock, ten o'clock became twelve o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. And before you know it, it was like six or seven o'clock in the morning. We had stayed up all night playing video games, and that's the time I could that really solidified. I'm like, these are some of my friends for life. These are friends that I'm gonna have beyond college, and to the degree that you know, we um. I can say we're like brothers, really. We really are like brothers for life. That's just one of those things like, you know, your luck when you your family you don't necessarily get to pick, but you sometimes you do get to pick them when it comes in the form of family when it comes in the form of friends. So um that was like really just like how like I found my friends. Just being myself and just like, you know, at that point in time, you know, I'll say I was probably more so sheltered and I wasn't exposed to a lot, so I was a lot more quiet and reserved, so, you know, finding friends of similar values and stuff like that, you know, who like anime, who weren't, you know, I guess embarrassed of being nerdy or being a blurred at that time, you know, admitting they watch anime and play video games and stuff like that and, you know, different things of that sort and having them around and, you know, us being able to enjoy ourselves without having to, you know, smoke or drink and stuff like that. Not to say if that's your thing, that's your thing, but that just wasn't our thing, you know, and having clean fun and just having that around me because I wasn't really a partier at that point in time. I wasn't like running out and about and being super mixy, you know, but having them there 
you know, being able to have that fun, I think that was a, a good thing that I enjoyed ultimately. And so, you know, being able to find them and have that friend group was just like, it was good and it's still like probably one of the best things and parts of, you know, coming up and to this point. But um, jumping forward or, you know, jumping back, my first day of class now, honestly, I ain't gonna be, I ain't, I ain't gonna front. I was, I was shook, y'all. I was shook. So, like, you know, this is my <coughs> Sorry, y'all. Just had to see this, but, um, yeah, I was, I was shook, y'all. <laughs> you know, because you figure, okay, all this time, it's kind of set of how things go. You know, you know, you have to go to this class, you know, you have to go to that class. And now you're in college, it's like, it's different, so... I know. <laughs> I was a typical freshman my first day. I got lost. <laughs> I got lost on the way to class. I think me and Jeff both got lost on the way to class. Because me and Jeff, like, funny enough, hence the reason why a lot of people freaking mix us up now or mix us up a lot then is, you know, we both were roommates and we had the same major, so we were in a lot of the same classes. And so, um, basically, um, that was probably the first day I can say, like, just starting from the beginning of the day, just so to give you, like, that, got up early, went to the cafeteria, I was like, I'm eat full breakfast, and, you know, I'm gonna make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the day, but like as far as what I dressed in, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wear a polo, not trying to be too dressy, but I'm gonna try to make a good impression or whatever, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be, like, head, you know, what, I want to wear, like, a full suit to class, but I, I want to be, like, you know, somewhere in the middle, like, business casual. But I wore, like, I wore cargos with it, cargos, and, like, I want to say it was, like, some brown, like, sneaker dress shoe thing or whatever. It was it was bad. Or it might have been, like, some some boat shoes. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm, I'm doing that. We, we, we go to cafe and, like, I had only been on the campus once before that. Jeff had never had the opportunity to go there. So, like, we asked somebody, and, of course, like, either we followed the wrong directions or somebody was just being an, an idiot, um, not the word I was going to use, <laughs> and, like, gave us the wrong direction. But eventually, you know, we found our way to class, and it was Bio 103 with Dr. Royer. And I just remember us all sitting in the class, and we're all quiet because this is, like, everybody's first, at least my assumption, everybody's first, like, you know, real college class um and we're just like absorbing everything he's telling us stuff like that and we're just talking and chatting up and like he was very patient like dr was probably one of the best professors i ever had at lincoln like he was patient like you know he was real and he was just funny like he had a dry funny sense of humor like he just bought out and like that was probably like what made me super comfortable but i just remember like the first day like we started talking about class and I think we started getting into it and you know in college you don't have to ask to go to the bathroom Little did I, I knew this but I didn't know how to go about it so I was like I raised my hand up and I was like uh where's the bathroom he's like around the corner <laughs> it was like the most cringeworthy thing I ever did because <laughs> so I was like I was like, can I, I wouldn't say, can I go to the bathroom? But I was like, nah, you're, you're grown now. You're 18. You don't got to ask nobody to go to the bathroom no more. You don't got to do that no more. You can you can go when you want to go. But, you know, still still stuck in that mindset of, you know, having to ask when you're in high school. It becomes a bit of a transition. But, um, 
that was probably that was just that was a funny day just that whole day and like you know it was just it was a long day I remember that because I had all these different classes and just you know making my way through them I was like wow this is different because you know having to walk across campus too so my school like I said was pretty small so the furthest I had to walk from class to class is maybe like two feet but here I had to walk from the science building and all my science majors still linking y'all know what that struggle is like or even anybody who has had to have a class in the furthest region of campus away from where they live they understand that struggle so having to move you know get up go there make sure you're on time and stuff like that you know just do different things like that it's just it's it's rough but I can guarantee you uh, one thing (laughs) after um after that that first week or so like I think we me and Jeff both got up for like breakfast and we tried to do that as a routine like we're gonna you know be good but like probably by September um mid-September we that was dead that was dead <laughs> when we got we, we got to the cafe when we got to the cafe if we made the breakfast that was a blessing but it was sleep for breakfast that's what that's what Jeff called it and I I supported it fully sleep for breakfast because I was not <laughs> trying to get up wasn't trying to do it <laughs> um was not trying to do it so uh, at first day was just kind of like funny and like you know you meet your other your fellow classmates and you know everybody when they come in there everyone's bio majors and stuff like that and you just see it kind of dwindle as you go into your your further years because you know people have different interests you know and it's just a it's just an interesting thought of like you know what we are all there for and just going through that, you know that period, um, and like I guess what also made my experience like my first day or my first week I'll say different was I took a um, I took a class um that was a research class probably that was actually a place where I met one of my good friends Jordana, shout out to her you know keep it keep it up friend you're gonna you're killing it in pharmacy school yes um (laughs) but um meeting her there and like you know she was another person who's like a freshman technically um and so you know having that experience you know being able to jump into I would say research that early into my career really like kind of like solidified my career in Lincoln and there were so many great opportunities that came out of that opportunity, like just being able to do that. But it, I didn't have that like typical first semester freshman experience because of that class. And I'm, I'm pretty thankful for that. And just, you know, being able to make friends with, you know, Jordana and then we prevented, pre- we presented our research, you know, um, at a symposium and then won the science fair and everything like that, that really like helped put a, uh, that really has helped like solidify my future, even un- as a um a postgraduate, because having that on my resume and talking about that experience has just been kind of amazing. Um, but yeah, just jumping into my experience, like jumping into another part of uh, my freshman year, because there's so much I want to talk about, but I'm not trying to like you know, you know, over talk about it. Um, I just want to go to like some of my uh. Mm, you know, I'll do my my least I'll do my least favorite favorite um memories of freshman year. So and this will help put things in perspective. So not gonna front, freshman year beat my behind. <laughs> it was it was rough. You know, coming from 
<coughs> excuse me. Sorry, y'all. But coming from high school, being in the top 10 of your class, um, don't even remember what my number was, but being in the top 10 of your class, high GPA, A's and B's, barely really ever having to study and stuff like that. Always had kind of the issue with math and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the sciences, but, you know, it's whatever. I still end up doing well, man. But coming from that and then coming to school, it is a reality check, is what I'll tell you. So, um, one of the super things I did as a freshman, took 18 credits, you know, my first semester. I don't know who tried to do that, but I mean, I, I know who did it and I know what the reason it was, you know, it was with the good intention. Um, back then in, you know, Lincoln, we we had to do 098099. So I didn't come up with the highest math test scores. Shout out to everybody who remembers Star Days. Y'all some of the real ones <laughs> when we had Star Days back in the day, student uh what was it testing and registration days. Um so I came in for Star Days. Then I I did phenomenal on my English scores, always been a good writer. Got placed in highest English. Um placed in the lowest math but like there was this thing they were doing where like you could take like half the semester of 098 half the semester of 099 you could pass and you can move on to the next thing and i was like okay bet this finna be a breeze no guard guard it was not it was not it was not a breeze at all no nah, it wasn't it wasn't it was bad <laughs> so you know first let's put this in perspective i'm not that great at math and you know 098099, it wasn't necessarily about teaching. It was about getting you caught up to speed. So, like, you would get some lecture, but it was mainly like, okay, y'all already know this. We're just going over this. This is review. And for some people, it wasn't review. It was like, I'm actually learning this for the first freaking time. And so, like, you know, you're doing this and you're spending nothing but time on Alex and stuff like that. And just, it's just nothing but Alex. Like, you're you're constantly doing homework and stuff like that. And you're doing topics and you know, I'll, I'll say I was kind of lackadaisy in that. I wasn't staying on top of it like that. And then the test was just, just terrible, 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 terrible. I wasn't doing good, but, you know, the, the saying goes, C's get degrees, but in my case, D's did too. So I actually first passed the first part of 098. I, I passed that. And so I made it to the 099 part. That was rough though. So the 099 part was basically the same thing, but it was just a little bit harder. But we had, um, I don't remember who I had for that class. I know the first person I had was probably Dr. Nike for 098. For 099, I I couldn't remember. I couldn't, I don't know. But like all I know is that I, I did not pass that class. And like, you know, it was, it was rough. Like, you know, and as you, what you don't realize is that your first semester, College is definitely not a, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a sprint, it's a marathon. And, you know, that's just, you know, of course, that's why we like the most, that's the best way to put it. Because, like, you know, as the semester goes on, you don't realize. And this why, this is kind of like why the fall semester has always been my least favorite semester while in college. Because it just feels like it drones on and on and on and it goes so long because you're for there from basically the end of summer in summer essentially because it'd be hot like a mug you're there from summer into the fall and then even into like you know november 
And if you don't go home any time between it, and that's one thing I didn't do, didn't go home to my first break, which was Thanksgiving break, which was rough on me. It's hard, and like you, you don't realize that the schoolwork starts picking up. So the first week or so, they're going easy on you. They're like, okay, here, it's like a, it's like a conveyor belt. You're you're like pushing stuff along, and like you get two or three pieces. It's like, oh, okay, this is pretty manageable. I can do this, and then they start hiking it up. You're doing two to three pieces. And, you know, it's like, okay, it's a little bit faster. Then it becomes four or five pieces. Like, okay, this is a little bit more difficult, but I can still manage it. Before you know it, it's ten pieces of, of things coming down a conveyor belt. You're trying to keep up with it. You know, you're, you're, you're just, there's, there's, there's screaming and crying coming from somewhere. <laughs> there's yelling, you know, and there's this stress. And, like, you're, you're being yelled at from five different directions. Like, that's probably the best way to describe Um your first semester as a freshman when you aren't used to it if you're not truly prepared for it. So, you know, that class was rough. Um, bio was rough because it was like, it was a lot of information and stuff like that. And so, you know, I didn't do the greatest I could of my first semester. And for my scholarship, I needed to maintain a 3.5, but I didn't maintain it. I had like a 2.9, but like even before that, um, my worst memory it's homecoming, so, and you probably think it homecoming. What? You're a freshman. That's your first homecoming. You're supposed to enjoy it and stuff like that. Da 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 da. da. Not for me. So, first homecoming. First, I didn't get the memo. You're supposed to pop out your first. You're supposed to pop out homecoming. You're supposed to get outfit and everything. I had on my Lincoln hoodie. Went to the game. My mom came up and everything like that. I was really excited. I was like, yeah, this first time I'm seeing my mom and like, you know, in weeks or whatever. And at this point in time, probably like a month or two, about a month or so. And so she came up and all that stuff and like we're enjoying and stuff like that. And I'm trying to spend time with her and kind of show her around campus, you know, enjoy, you know, spring fling, not spring fling, Jesus, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, enjoy homecoming. And, um, you know, all this stuff is just weighing on me. Like I have a test and I'm just so stressed out and stuff like that. And so my mom's getting ready to head back. And um, I'm in her car, and she's talking to me. She's like, you know, just keep being good. You got this, da-da-da. And I break down crying. I, I, yeah, I really did. I broke down crying, y'all. I was in the car boohooing, you know, about this. And, like, it was rough. Because, like, you know, I, I knew, like, I wasn't doing well in the class. Like, my grade, my cum was, like, really low for that math class. I knew I had another math test coming up, and I felt like I wasn't ready for it. And it was just a lot that was going on that was just, like, stressing me out at that point in time. And, you know, it kind of just accumulated and just, like, you know, it all just came out. It was just, like, a faucet. It was really, that's what it really was. It was just, like, a faucet of everything, all those emotions holding them in. And my mom was just like, you know, all you can do is do your best and just, you know, you go back in there. Wipe your face here first because, you know, you don't want to go in your dorm crying. <laughs> you know, kinda, you want to, you know, don't want to let people see you sweat. Wipe your face. Go in there, study, and pray to God. And that's probably the best advice my mom had given me, you know. And that's what I did. I got up, I prayed, and, like, you know, at the end of this semester, no, I didn't pass the class. And I ended up having to take 099 the next semester. But my first semester, I think I ended with a 2.9, which isn't bad. It's it's higher than what some other people end with some people may don't even make that point so not for my scholarship but I didn't do bad for my first semester and that was probably like the worst memory I had just 
you know, being so overwhelmed and so stressed that I didn't, you know, I didn't really get to enjoy that time period. It was like such a joyous and like, you know, great time for others, but I didn't see it that way. And I was just like, I was boohooing at the end of the day. Um, so like, you know, just that stress and just all that stuff was like my worst memory of the time. My my best memory, I will say though, probably happened the next semester. And I've always loved the spring semester more because it's a much shorter semester, which for some people they find, oh, you know, it's a little bit harder, you know, um, because it's shorter and you have to you have all those work days coming at you and stuff like that. And that's it's kinda true, but I enjoy it because it's like you get to see the transition from winter to spring and you have so much going on, so um in the spring semester, um my freshman year, fall of 16, um, up at Lincoln, we got hit by, like, we got hit by a major amount of snow. It was, like, ridiculous. It was, like, like, a huge amount. And, like, we knew this was happening because we had got hit by some snow before that. And we were, like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to, um, we're basically going to go do a movie night at the ASL because one of my friends, Angel, lived there. And so, like... We were like, we're going to go there. We're going to do like a movie night. We're going to hang out there. And we're going to, um, um, uh, I, I hope I'm saying it was, I, it was freshman year because I think we did a couple times. We were like, we're going to bring food and stuff like that. So, you know, we're all getting together. We're cooking. We're doing things like that. We're, we're like, you know, it's just, it's fun. It really is. It's an enjoy. It's, it's really like something that we enjoyed and we decided we were going to like, um, basically go up there and like, you know, watch movies and just spend, spend our time together during the storm. And like, we're up there, we're like, we're, I don't, we weren't in pajamas cause it was cold and stuff like that, but we're just comfortable. We're hanging out. We're, you know, we're really just like enjoying our time together. And it was just really lit. And that's like how I felt like I had a family there. I really felt like, you know, being up there, I had a support group, uh, support, um, system that, you know, I had like at home. And um, I guess along with that favorite memory is when they, they got me on my birthday. On my 19th birthday, I was kind of down that I wasn't going to be home for my birthday. And I was kind of away from some of my high school friends. I ne- this is my first birthday I had spent away from home. Because um, my birthday is in the middle of freaking January. And so, you know, I would always spend my birthday up at school. But, you know, to my surprise, my mom had slipped my um, friend's some balloons and stuff like that and um you know they like you know blew up some balloons and stuff like that and surprised me on my birthday and it was just like a really lit experience and I appreciate them to this day for that I really do you know they were like yeah happy birthday I was like what I wasn't expecting that I I felt like something was you know was going on but I kind of like kept it to myself like it was it was definitely it was a surprise for me and Julian because our birthdays are a day apart and it was just like, it was a nice surprise. And I I can really say I enjoyed that. Those are some of those happy memories I remember about freshman year. And I always, like, remember in my, like, my mind and my scrapbook of, um, <laughs> of, of things. Just, like, when I reminisce about the year. Um, just, like, I, there's so many memories that I can just think about. Just talking about freshman year that come back to mind. You know, from... My first class with Dr. Poe and, you know, discovering the Pan-Africana student, um, Pan-Africana studies major, you know, and getting an understanding what that is and learning more about myself and 
you know, people <laughs> rolling their eyes because I would be talking too much, you know, that in that class to FYE and, you know, making friends, you know, and now, you know, you know, during the second semester probate season, going to your first probate, not knowing what this is and like getting an understanding of like, this is what it's like to be at an HBCU. This is part of the culture and stuff like that. To go on a spring fling and, you know, hanging out there and so, say, you know, you know, participate in some illicit activities that you <laughs> aren't supposed to being underage. Um, just having that whole experience. It's just, it's it's heartwarming thinking about my freshman year. And I can honestly say my second semester was like a completely different <laughs> direction than my first semester. First semester, a lot more off to myself. And I still was to a degree my second semester. But yeah, first semester definitely um, wasn't, um, I would say, um, I was a lot more, you know, closed off. Second semester, I wasn't as closed off. I had really my friend group established at that point in time, but there was more, like, you know, growth in a sense of, like, reaching out to different things and doing different things and trying new things. And that's one thing I can really appreciate, you know, meeting new friends and stuff like that and making it, uh, really having a community there in that sense. Um, and I think that kind of leads into, like, the next point of freshman year I want to talk about. Um, just some important lessons that I took away from it. One of the first important lessons I took away from freshman year is do your work. <laughs> No matter how much time you may think you have, the assignment might be due next month. You might think, oh, I got a whole four weeks I can spend on this assignment. No, 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 no. Start your assignment now. If you get the assignment on September 1st and it's due on October 1st, start September 1st. It'll be a lot easier for you to, you know, get the majority of it done that first week or so. And then go back and only put finishing touches up on it or even talk to your professor. Then have to rush September 31st, <laughs> you know, to try to get it done. And then, you know, make up having to make up the excuse. And I did it before, too. Oh, my computer crashed or, oh, I forgot to email it to myself or um, I think I emailed it to the front person and stuff like that. We've all done it. Let's be real. It's It's college, you know, at the end of the day. But um, this is easier to get a jump on your work. And if you stay ahead of your work and you just stay on top of your work, you'll never get behind. That's just one of those things. It's period. If you're on top of your work and you stay on your work, you'll never get behind. Uh, another thing I kind of learned, you know, ultimately is be yourself at the end of the day. I mean, it's easy to, you know, come into college and want to reinvent yourself and really feel like um, you have to be somebody else. But ultimately, being yourself is the best thing. And that's cliche and everything like that, but you have to think, like, it's hard enough being yourself when you get to college because the self that you know eighteen at 18 years old is not going to be the self that you have, you, you are at 22 years old. You you go in thinking one type of way and you go leave out thinking another type of way. And so some of your experiences reflect that, you know, in college you might have came in and this is really like a baby, you know, example. You might come in like thinking, oh, I I hate apples. I don't know. You're talking about like, I hate apples. And then by the time you come, leave out, you love apples. That's your favorite thing in the world. And like, you know, that's not a real example. Probably a more real example is like you, 
you come into college, you think you're going to be one major. You think I'm going to be uh, a lawyer or something like that. And you might leave becoming an art major and saying you want to explore your art and be a graphic designer or something like that. And that's fine. But really being yourself allows you to be more genuine at the end of the day. Because being yourself allows you to, you know, it's it's hard enough, you know, being yourself in that sense of, you know, finding yourself because that's a whole process within itself and that's what college is supposed to do you know at the end of the day we feel like college is so much about the degree but college is about the experience it's about the people you meet it's about the experiences that you have and you know the opportunity you have to find yourself in those four years and in that four years you may not find yourself completely you're still and that's what you learn about college too you're ever-changing creature that evolves constantly you're not excuse me you're not somebody that's going to stay the same. Like Your 18-year-old self is not going to say, have the same ideals, ideals as your 22-year-old self or even your 32-year-old self or 42 or so forth. You're going to constantly you know, reevaluate and stuff like that and priorities change in your life. Things that were once important to you may not be as important when you get older. You may have thought, hey, I want to you know, spend my life making you know, all this money and stuff like that. But as you get older, you may feel like your fulfillment in life is not determined by the amount of money that you make. Your fulfillment in life is determined by the amount of people you help. You just never know. But that's the thing that you you get from college. And that's why it's important to be yourself. Because when you're being yourself and you're being authentic to yourself, your true self can shine through. You can grow into who you're supposed to be. So please be yourself. And I know most of the people who are listening, you know, probably have already, you know, found this ultimately um because y'all are probably more than likely some of my peers so you have already graduated from college or you're con you're already like within your like first not first you're already in your second third year but ultimately you know it still applies to life after college just be yourself anywhere you go the next thing is um explore your freshman year probably one of my biggest regrets with my freshman year um is that i didn't explore enough and that that's not like oh you know doing things that I know I didn't want to get myself involved in and stuff like that but just exploring in a sense of like hey could have probably went to another sub party and saw what it was like could have um I'm trying to think of some other things went to the sub party saw what it was like could have went to more probates and just saw what it was like could have you know talked to more people in the cafeteria could have sat somewhere could have went to some more events on campus instead of being so off put and so you know excuse me, I'm sorry, while I was blessed to have a, um, a community in college, you know, that I, I met and I was able to, you know, enjoy my time with and have a family. I limited myself by just spending my time around those people and only those people. And that was a problem. I should have, you know, of course, you know, solidified those relationships and those bonds, but I should have also spent more time outside of that. Went to more freshman events like with my peers Cause like that's probably one of my biggest my biggest regrets. I know you know people within my class, but I don't have a huge amount of people like I'm like super close with. And I mean it's impossible to, but I feel like I could have you know went further. You know, I don't want to say went further, but I could have made friends more friends within my class, and had a connection with them had I put myself out there more and I had tried different things or made myself available to that. And so you know to show for that, I have a good amount of friends in people that I'm friends with, you know, of different classes. And so I have a pretty good range, but at the same time, 
I lack in not doing my due diligence and, you know, getting involved with that. So, you know, and I did a little bit of that. Like, you know, there are friends I have, you know, I I went to some some meetings for iSpin and stuff like that. And so I met people through that, you know, people who I'm cool with to this day. And, like, you know, I appreciate them for, you know, being who they are and just understanding that, you know, I went to... um what else did I go to? You know, meeting people within the chapel and stuff like that. I'm thankful for those relationships, but I should have, you know, expanded more and saw different things and, you know, not allowed myself to just be caught within one area and things of that sort. So, you know, exploring that and just like, you know, talking to even professors, you know, and finding out like, you know, where, who they are and what they, things they offer. You know, I probably should spend more time talking to my uh, my advisor, Dr. Royer, and, you know, understanding what type of opportunities he had, you know, that he could have presented me with as far as internships and stuff like that. Or even, you know, for a fact of the matter, fact of the matter, probably taking internship. Probably another big regret I have, you know, not taking internship my freshman year of college. You know, they were, they were literally throwing, at, throwing internships at us. They said, all you have to do is fill out the paperwork. We'll give you the letters of recommendation and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, I felt like I wasn't ready. And I didn't want to spend, you know, my first summer away from home. I wanted to be here. And, you know, I'm thankful I did, you know, just because of life circumstances. Ultimately, I did. But I, I still do regret the fact that I didn't do that. And I didn't do one summer internship at all. So, you know, exploring, exploring, you know, freshman year, getting outside of your comfort zone. Another big thing um, that I learned from, you know, my freshman year. Uh, there's a couple more that I have here. Let me see in the list. <laughs> um, and I think get back up even despite your circumstances. So that's a big, big one that I learned my freshman year, you know. There are going to be times where you might take an L on the test. Either you study for the test and it just didn't work out how you wanted to, or you didn't study as much as you could and you got an F or you got a D or whatever. A grade is not what you want, but you have to get back up. You can't get stuck in that place. And I think that's one thing, you know, that I struggle with throughout my time in college. You know, I would get stuck in this or, oh, this professor doesn't like me or I don't like this professor and stuff like that. When the reality is like, okay, this happened. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to, you know, make this better? What are you realistic? What realistically can you do? Should you even, you know, still try to be in this class? Should you try something else? You know, things like that. Just being realistic in your expectations of, you know, what you're capable of. But also knowing that your expect your your current circumstances don't determine where you're going. So, you know, thinking back on things like that. And, like, some of the, the, <laughs> the trouble I had and just some of the stupid stuff I, I had to deal with, you know. A lot of it was self-imposed. And it's like, if I had simply changed my mindset to, like, my circumstances and had did things differently, I probably wouldn't have had to go through as much heartache as I had. You know, hey, if I had realized earlier, you know, I don't necessarily want to go to medical school, I might have been able to change my major and try something different and, you know, came out with a higher GPA. But... You know, the mistakes I made, I don't regret because those ultimately make ultimately made me into the person I was. But, you know, sometimes you don't have to hit all the bumps on the road. Sometimes you can try to avoid them. You can see where they're going. You can just try to move around them because you don't have to. To become a better person, you don't have to make mistakes. You don't have to completely make your road that much tougher. 
you're going to make them regardless. But when you can see some foreseeable things, get out of the way. You know, at the end of the day. But yeah, this has been like a really, um, a great episode. Just really talking about freshman year and stuff like that. And, you know, I haven't even gotten to, uh, <laughs> I haven't even talked about like, you know, everything you know, I experienced freshman year. It's just like, it's so much that happened that year. And it's just, it's a blessing that I was able to find a school like I found. Lincoln ultimately felt like home at the end of the day. And it took me going through my freshman year, even basically graduating in some terms, to really feel that, I'll say. Um, I used to, like, you know, before I go back to school, I used to get so nervous. I'd be like, man, I don't feel like going back there after breaking stuff like that. Not realizing, you know, hey, your support system is here, and these are a, this is a limited amount of time that you're going to be here with these people. And I always like to use the analogy that being at an HBCU is like being at your very own version of Harlem Renaissance. You have so many artists. You have, like, people who are good with poetry. You have thinkers. You have polit- future politicians. You have this group of people. And you'll never get that opportunity in your life to be with them again in that type of space. And see them in different ways, you know, kind of compartmentalize that the future politician, you know, the person that you're, you know, is your future mayor, they might be twerking at the party. And that's fine because you're all having fun together, you know, and stuff like that. And you get to see different sides of people and you get to understand that you as a black person, you're not a monolith. You can have fun where you're enjoying yourself, you're, you're dancing, you're, you know, you might be drinking or whatever. Oh, Dwink is a dry campus, you shouldn't be drinking <laughs> on campus. But, you know, you're doing all these things, but ultimately you still have a goal that you're getting to at the end of the day. And, you know, that's what I appreciate about my HBCU and appreciate about Lincoln. And, you know, this won't be the last time I'm going to talk about my experience at Lincoln. There's a lot more that I can talk about. And I, you know, I look forward to talking about, you know, and also, you know, being mindful of just only being a recent graduate. You know, there's some stuff that. Acting mindful that I can't talk about, you know, because it doesn't involve me. It's like a statute of limitations on things, too. So, you know, I won't go into extreme detail, but, you know, at the same time, telling my story about Lincoln. But um, freshman year, man, it was it was a, it was it was something else. It was a year of mistakes, but it was a year of fun, too. And I won't I don't regret it. It, it it's helped really, you know solidify a lot of the things I did later in college, you know, um, and I'm still talking, I'm rap- at this point in time, I'm just rapping, <laughs> I'm, I'm like an hour over, and I'm, I'm gonna get ready to end soon, but like, just thinking about it, like, you know, taking that first class of doing research for two semesters, one semester being in a wet lab, which was like three or four hours, um, and then doing cell annotation the next semester, gene annotation the next semester, that helps solidify, like, you know, myself in a major and just different things I did, you know. And having that put on my resume, it just, just that opportunity to travel and stuff like that for my major was awesome. And even to this day, it's still something that I, I talk about and I can kind of refer to. And ultimately, it helped kind of make my decision on why I'm, you know, I'm going in the career direction I'm going in to, um to back the life being created by my friend Keyshona and like, you know, how for the 
from those those next three years, we tried to keep it afloat the best that we could. And, you know, learning just the politics of Lincoln, you know, as far as organizations and like, you know, learning some sad truths that people can be very apathetic about things. But at the same time, you can't allow that to, you know, get you down. You have to keep going. You have to keep fighting and you have to keep doing things for you because you have to be able to make a space for other people. When you have some of the same things all over again, people want things different. And when you have different things, you have a niche and people will come to that because you're attracted to that. Not because, you know, you have a gimmick or something like that. And that's not I'm not saying that to talk against different organizations, but I'm just saying, you know, in general, you know, everybody has their niche. Everybody belongs in one place. If you're a dancer, you belong in this place. There are organizations for that. If you're, you know, somebody that's in the fashion, there's organizations for that. If you're in the community service, there's definitely organizations for that. You know, if you're here, there's organizations for that. So creating our own niche and realizing people are going to come here because they're interested in the niche was a, a humbling experience. To, um, you know, even just, um, I'll say one of my latest or um, last things, um, Getting APO, well, Alpha Phi Omega, National Service Fraternity, um, starting that process of trying to get in on campus and, like, you know, seeing different things as far as, you know, what that looks like on campus um, and getting a, a taste for that. Um, funny enough, like, um, having a friend, like, Spring 16, who um, was a part of the chartering line for um, uh, Sigma Alpha Yoda and stuff like that and just... You know, seeing her accomplish that and just thinking about, like, you know, my background and the organization that I saw, like, would be a good fit for the campus. And, you know, going through that process, just trying to get that here and, like, now finally seeing some of the fruits of those labors, you know, there's so many different experiences I can talk about um, that help solidify my time at Lincoln. But, you know... This is just my freshman year, and I'm, I'll definitely be talking about my sophomore, junior, and definitely my senior year. But um, I um, I I've, I've been talking long enough, to y'all. <laughs> and um, as per each episode, one thing I said I would do is you know do my awkward moment because you know we're awkward here. That's part of our niche here on the show. You know, awkward adventures of a college graduate. So um, what do I want to do? You know, awkward moment I want to do. Awkward moment I want to do. Uh, as far as okay, I got one. <laughs> um, it's a funny one. My friends can definitely attest to this. Uh, hmm. So, I'm put myself out there. <laughs> um, as I've I've said previously, I'm very awkward, and you know that unfortunately transitions into other parts of life including your love life (laughs) and so um uh being awkward it's kind of hard to you know talk to people and you know talk to the opposite gender and like you know um freshman year there's somebody I like you know I you know I was in a relationship for a long term and stuff like that and that's when we first started talking and it was awkward because it was just like I <laughs> I couldn't like express myself and like I just was like it was just a mess. It was just it was hilarious and my friends were just like uh they would cringe every time we would talk and stuff like that because I was just so awkward and so it was hard trying to <laughs> you know, figure that out and everything like that. And so 
even to this day, it's like, you know, um, like I said, I hate small talk. So, like, trying to make that transition to be like, hey, you know, hey, I, I uh, kind of like you or, you know, or, you know, talking, you know, oh, you're you're cool and all that stuff. Just <clears throat> awkwardness when dealing with the opposite gender. And, like, even now, like, you know, when I start dating again, um, we'll see. About to be twenty three years old, so you know time waits for no man. But um, just thinking about that, I just think about that and like you know how my awkwardness, how that's gonna be affected, how that's gonna work, and that I don't get excited about that because I'm like uh just you know trying to be, and I'm not saying trying to be a player or nothing like that, but like trying to just you know make that conversation and stuff like that, and like you know navigate that. It's just being awkward enough is that, but, like, there's a certain amount of awkwardness in, you know, in having a love life, and so, um, yeah, that's all I can say on that, but, uh, that's definitely been my awkward moment, I'm just thinking about all that stuff now, it was just funny, but, um, ultimately, it worked out, you know, it worked out how it was supposed to work out, and, you know, that's all I can say, it it did, it wasn't bad, (laughs) um, but, um thank you for everyone for for listening um to episode three of my podcast uh, this was a throwback tuesday episode or um that i'm putting out you know talking about my freshman experience as a um as a student at link university and um one thing i said i was gonna do because it it was really something that was kind of lit um that i did last episode that i want to kind of continue with is you know, doing shout outs when it comes to different, you know, I'll say, um, different people as far as, you know, um, I'm having, I'm having a major brain fart. Yes. I'm having it as I'm recording. It's awesome. But like giving different shout out to black creators. Cause I, I, I have reached out to people and I said, Hey, you know, I want to reach out to you guys and I want you guys to, um, let me know who wants to be, you know, shouted out as far as their, um, their different things that they have going on. So I'm about to do this on air and I, I shouldn't forget anybody, you know, prayerfully I won't, but, um, if I do, I'll definitely do like a retroactive thing where I'll add them on. But, um, in this episode, some of the content creators I want to mention is first, um, one of my friends that I went to high school with, um, He's a dope guy. Um, also HBCU graduate. He's been doing his um doing this thing where he's created like custom um sneakers. He basically like um let me make sure I'm reading this correctly. He basically he takes sneakers, he he does restorations, he does amazing work with them. And his Instagram is called Kick Rocks. So Kick Rocks um underscore customs. And he's like this awesome artist. He he, he does paintings, he does custom things, he basically, any sneaker that you have, he can make it look good, and I, shoot, I even have to go to him, because there's a couple things I've seen, I'm like, man, that's a bad sneaker, so, um, I'll definitely be talking to him soon, but, like, um, yeah, kick rocks, kick rocks underscore customs, you know, give him some love, shout him out, and everything like that, he's a, he's a dope person, and, like, he's a sneakerhead himself, so, Anything that he's doing to your sneakers, he's never doing anything crazy. And he, like, 
he has some awesome designs and like he really knows what he's doing and like I respect his hustle and this one like as a creator and as a businessman keep doing your thing bro keep going out there um and also I'll make sure I put this in the uh the notes and also my shout out on Instagram so kick rocks next person or next group I want to shout out is the it is a YouTube channel it started by actually I, I know a couple of my uh, previous residents Casey um Glenn and Asar and they have a YouTube channel called uh capital T dot uh lowercase o dot capital P media and um it's an up and coming YouTube channel they do different skits and different things like that, and they're hilarious. They're, they're honestly some of the funniest dudes that I know. <laughs> um, even knowing them since they were freshmen, you know, and different things like that. It's a good group of guys, and you should definitely support them. Other content creators, black creators, supporting black creators. Definitely do your thing, go out and support them, and, um, you know, help them out. Help them reach their goals. And I think as far as I know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more check. I um I don't we're gonna we're gonna do one final check. As far as I know right now, that's the um the only content creators that reached out to me or creators who reached out to me right now, um, who wanted to be shouted out. So once again, if you want to be shouted out on the next episode, please let me know. I promise I'll try to get that done as soon as possible. And that also includes a shout out on my Instagram both my personal and my podcast Instagram. And I thank you for everything. Once again, I want you guys to go check out my friend Maurice. Um, I didn't even realize I didn't even say his name. Maurice um, Billingsley, recent graduate, HBCU graduate, class of 2019. We out here. <laughs> um, went to the same high school once again. And I'll put this in the show notes. He is at Kick Rock, so at k-i-c-k-r-o-c-k-s underscore customs um kick rock customs it also be in the show notes does dope stuff with sneakers and the other one was t dot lowercase o dot capital p so capital t dot lowercase o dot capital p media on youtube you can find them and look at hilarious skits and um once again guys thank you for listening in to another episode of awkward adventures of a college graduate and I appreciate you guys and you know please listen share with a friend um before you know you might be on another uh streaming site fingers crossed I'm trying to you know get some things in work so you know keep the hope up there and you know please respond you know tell some of your stories um in the comments you know comment like share you know I want to interact with people you know this is a part of it it's it's a part of a learning curve and it's a part of just like re putting myself out there just to, you know, interact with more people and, you know, see how we're really not so different after all. But thank you once again. I'll see y'all next time. Yep. <laughs>